Hey friend, welcome back to the show. If you've been trying to repair the broken relationship with your child for some time, but not seeming to get anywhere, you may be wondering if it's time to stop trying. Family estrangement from your adult child can wear you down over time and you just want to feel better. The thought of throwing in the towel brings mixed emotions of relief and loss, and you're not sure what to do. In this episode, I'm giving the answer to the question, is it time to stop trying to reconcile? Let's talk about it. Hey friend, welcome to the Estranged Mom Coach Podcast. Are you going through a family estrangement from your adult son or daughter? Do you wonder why your child cut you off? If there's a way to save the relationship or how you can ever feel happy again. You can only distract yourself and avoid thinking about it for so long, and then it hits you all over again. How can this be happening? I'm Jenny Good. I'm a certified coach trained in mindset neuroscience, family estrangement, and emotional healing. I'm also a mom who's been through adult child estrangement and reconciliation. I teach Christian estranged moms how to increase their odds of reconciling with their child and how to achieve emotional healing and happiness in the meantime. And we do it from a biblical perspective. So grab your tea, pop in your AirPods, and exhale. Welcome home, Sister Mom. It's going to be okay. Quick disclaimer, I am a certified coach, not a therapist. If you think you're suffering from a mental health disorder, please seek help from a licensed therapist or call 911. Hey, my dear friend, come on in here. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. There comes a point in the estrangement journey where many estranged moms ask themselves if it's time to quit trying. Maybe you've reached out to your child repeatedly and received no response. Maybe they've blocked you from texting them or contacting them on social media. If you have apologized and done everything you know to do, and the estrangement is still ongoing, you might be questioning if it's even good for your emotional well-being to keep trying. Before we go any further, let me assure you of three things. Your feelings are normal, and they don't make you a bad person. You don't have to give up in order to feel better, and this is not a situation where you have to choose between one thing or the other. Your brain is designed to accomplish three main things, avoiding pain, seeking pleasure, and survival. Estrangement is causing you a great deal of pain, and your brain is trying to find a way out of that pain. It believes that if you could close the door on the estrangement, the pain would stop. And the longer the estrangement goes on, the more convinced you might become that giving up would end your pain. But getting on with your life, so to speak, does not truly end your pain. It actually just masks the pain. Any relief provided by giving up tends to be short-lived. To get to a better answer, you have to ask the right question. Right now, your brain thinks you have an or problem. So it's asking, do you want to keep the door open to reconciliation or do you want to feel better? But what you really have is an and situation. So the right question is, how do I pursue reconciliation 
and lower my pain level at the same time. What's making you feel miserable is not the circumstance of pursuing reconciliation. What's making you feel miserable is how you're thinking about the circumstance of reconciliation. Between a circumstance and an emotion, a thought happens. Often the thought happens so fast that you don't even realize that bridge between circumstance and emotion is there. So if you want to change how you feel, you need to change the thought that you think about the circumstance. You don't have to wait for the circumstance to change to feel better. That's where I come in as an estrangement coach. One of the biggest, most life-changing tools I give my clients is the tools to change the way they think to change the way they feel. There is a five-step process I walk you through that equips you to reshape the entire way you're approaching reconciliation. It empowers you to bring yourself out of emotional triggers and literally rewire your brain. That gives you way more emotional freedom than trying to just forget your child or close the door to reconciliation and live your life with blinders on. If you'd like my guidance and my help with how to change the way you're thinking and feeling in regards to the estrangement, we should talk. Go to theestrangedmomcoach.com forward slash schedule and either schedule your free consult call or get on the wait list to be notified when a spot opens. If you do nothing different, how do you expect anything to change? If this is resonating, make sure you get on the wait list because my consultations fill up fast and I don't want you to miss that window if this is where God is leading you. When you reach a saturation point with trying to reconcile, there are some adjustments to make. First, take a rest. Rest is not the same thing as giving up though. Take 30 days to self-care and get support if you need to. Hire a good estrangement coach and get started. Take walks. Spend time in prayer and in the word. Write in your journal. Get around people who make you feel easily lovable. Wear clothes that you feel amazing in. Use the good china and drink from the fancy glass. Do things that feed your soul. Then, after your rest period, reconfigure your reconciliation efforts. Make some changes to how you're approaching it so that you have more balance and less urgency around your efforts. Even if you're blocked from social media or texting, you can still engage in spiritual warfare on your estranged child's behalf. Commit to a weekly prayer time, calling them into the bloodline circle of protection of Jesus and canceling the devil's assignment against your child, your family, and you. The consistent, faith-filled prayers of a Christian mother can move mountains. Fast once a month for a weekend if you're able, or if you take medications or have a health condition that prevents you from fasting completely, you could fast one thing like coffee or a specific food that you like. Meditate on forgiveness and love. I teach my clients something I call the heartstring meditation, which is a practice of envisioning a light-filled string connecting your child's heart with your heart and saying the words, I love you and I send you love. You repeat that phrase slowly and with purpose for five to 10 minutes, and you end the meditation with a prayer asking Jesus to help your child think the thoughts he wants them to think 
and to feel your love in that moment. All of these actions are powerful ways to pursue reconciliation while coming from a positive, healthy place of sufficiency. And if you do still have the ability to text or send emails or letters, you can make a plan of how often you'll reach out. Generally, I recommend getting some initial guidance from a therapist who's experienced an estrangement or a family coach. After the initial reach out, if your child didn't respond, you can still reach back out every three months or so for the first year, and then once a year after that. But here is an important part of the plan. While you are working your reconciliation plan, you also need to be living your life, deepening your relationship with Jesus, doing things you enjoy, spending time with people who bring out the best in you, creating experiences that become great memories, getting more involved in your church and your community. Even if you have to start out with creating little one-hour pockets of happiness, then start there. Just start somewhere. You were a person before you became a mom. Being a mom is one layer of your identity, but it is not your entire identity. God gifted you the breath of life, and it is important that you live your life. You get to do that, even if you're living alongside of estrangement. You get to live your life even when you're holding hope for reconciliation. It's an and situation, not an or problem. Remember that. Before I go, I want to share something else with you. Do you know the company Dyson, the one that makes the vacuums and air purifiers and stuff? Well, James Dyson, the company founder and chairman, tried 5,127 prototypes over the span of five years before he had success with the world's first bagless vacuum cleaner. Over 5,000 failures before he had success with what he was trying to do. If James Dyson can be that committed to a bagless vacuum cleaner, how much more so can you be committed to staying in this fight until it works, until things improve, until you have success at what you are trying to do. I'm pretty sure he didn't stop living his life while he kept trying to get the breakthrough, and you don't have to either. Okay, friend, that is what I have for you this time, and I hope it blesses you. Hey, Sister Mom, thanks for spending time with me. If this podcast inspired you, helped you, or blessed you in some way, I'd love for you to share it with another mom who could be edified by it too. Also, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps more moms like us find and be blessed by the show. Remember, you are a daughter of the Most High King, and you are not alone.